Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm your host, Sekou Smith, in the bubble here in Orlando. NBA playoffs, grinding it all the way down to getting through the conference semifinals. You're trying to line up some matchups for the conference finals, but there's more news than just what's going on here in the bubble. And to help me break it down, I got my main man, John Schumann from NBA.com. Shoe, what's happening, sir? How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's been, uh, how are you, uh, living out, out there in Orlando and, uh, trying to get by, uh, after a ridiculously long, uh, quarantine. <laughs> I'm good. Shoe. It's uh bubble life is real. Um, I, I got my bike that I've confiscated that's sitting in my room here. You know, the games are great. That's the one thing. It's, it's the other hours of your day that you got to figure out what to do with. So, um, on Fridays, we like to just dial it back, listen to some sound that's been going around and, uh, and kind of see how we feel about it. So first up, big news for the Brooklyn Nets, hiring Steve Nash. He finally made his public debut as Nets coach. Uh, so let's, let's listen to his, his interview shoe on the Yes Network, and, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Well, I did skip the line, frankly. Um, you know, but at the same time, I think leading an NBA team for almost two decades is pretty unique. Um, so while I haven't necessarily learned some of the skills that I'll definitely seek to understand and learn as far as the technical aspects of coaching, you know, I was never far from that. To be the head of the, of the team on the floor, to think on the fly, to manage personalities and people, skill sets, to bring people together. You know, I learned a, a tremendous amount during my career. Uh, I haven't grinded it out as an assistant coach like many people's path but there's a precedence for players who have strong careers uh who are leaders thinkers i think to to get this opportunity so you you hear steve nash you talk about the you know addressing the obvious fact that he doesn't have coaching experience um it's not something that the nets are, are new to i mean they hired jason kidd without previous coaching experience what's your take on the the nash fit with the nets you know, you have to think about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and what kind of coach is going to be best for them. I mean, how do you draw up a better personality than, than Steve Nash as regard to, in regard to leadership, in regard to communication, in regard to getting a group of guys to all pull in the same direction, um, keep the sort of spirit up. He's a special individual in this league when you think about the the last 25 years in regard to not only talent, but just um, leadership and communication. Just think of those Suns teams. There were some complicated personalities in that group, you know, uh, Amari, Stoudemire, Sean Marion, but they were all pulling in the same direction and he had it. So um, 
I, I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously concerns in that he's never been a head coach before. And not only is, does that require a lot of different skills, both in putting together an offense, putting together a defense, making adjustments in games, but I think he approaches it with the right way. Um, I watched that press conference and, and I remember thinking, you know, that Kenny Atkinson was a great fit alongside Sean Marks, just because of the way they both thought the same sort of in the same way. But right. then I realized like you listen to Sean Marks and you listen to Steve Nash and it's almost like the same person. Like it's, they, they have this sort of same outlook on how basketball should be played, how organization organizations should be run. It makes a ton of sense. And then it's just a matter of the experience and the kind of the staff that he puts around him. There's also what type of connection is he going to have with their star players, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We know that he and KD had a relationship previously um, with him working, you know, with Nash working as a consultant for the Warriors while KD was with that franchise. Uh, Kevin Durant spoke about the Nash fit as well on the JJ Reddick podcast. Let's give a listen to what KD had to say about Steve Nash. Let's talk a little bit about Steve, um, who was introduced today as as the Nets coach. How excited are you about this? I'm excited. And anytime a player, a former player, gets a job as a coach in the league, I'm excited because their level of knowledge for the game runs deep, especially experiencing them on the floor. How he communicates the game in basketball, you know, is definitely going to help me as a player develop and it's going to help the rest of our team. And our relationship, you know, started from him playing, me admiring him as a player and finally getting a chance to work out with Steve, probably want to say seven to eight years ago. Shoot, I didn't realize how deep that relationship went. I didn't realize that it dated back that far. Um, and I know their time in the league overlapped, but you never know what kind of relationships these guys have, you know, away from the court. I think, there's probably not a more important connection for Steve Nash or any first-time head coach to make than than with his star players. It, does it make sense to you the way it does to to Kevin Durant? You know that they'll have kind of an instant respect and rapport with and for a guy who has been in their shoes. He and Kyrie, in terms of playing at the highest level in this league, trying to you know trying to become a champion. Yeah, I mean, I think the the relationship between Nash and Durant is probably the most important just because Durant is the team's best player. There's no doubt about that. He has the ability to be the best player in the league. Um, If he comes back healthy, if you have Kevin Durant size and talent, and then you have Kevin Durant now playing hard every possession for you, that makes a bit, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for. And if he's going to play harder for a coach that he respects, like he does Steve Nash, than he would for some other coach, then obviously that's a huge, a huge factor. I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious also about the relationship with Kyrie Irving and how Nash can make Kyrie Irving a, just a tad more Steve Nash, like in the way he uh, runs the offense. I imagine there's like a meter, right? Like from uh, I'm going to get mine to I'm going to, I'm going to, get all my teammates involved. Right. And like, if he can push that meter just slightly five degrees, 10 degrees towards the, (laughs) I'm going to get my teammates involved in regard to Irving. Just imagine how good Kyrie Irving could be. He's going to get buckets and they're going to need that down the stretch of games. But like over the course of 48 minutes, if he can, he can turn a little bit, you know, add a little bit of a Steve Nash, uh, 
passing and getting guys involved to his game, that can make a huge difference too. I agree with you. And I, I think it's interesting you mentioned that player-coach dynamic. That brings me to our next bite from the bubble here, actually. And uh, it involves a talented rookie uh, in Denver's Michael Porter Jr., who was asked a question. And you can imagine what the social media reaction was when a rookie like Porter, who really has just emerged in the bubble, he was on the all-seeding team, you know, really busted out. Um, but has struggled in this series against the Los Angeles Clippers, and, and his defense has been a struggle in general. Um, but here's Michael Porter Jr. talking about how the Nuggets play and how they should play, and we'll talk about what you think Mike Malone's reaction was and will be, and, and we'll talk about the reaction around the league after we hear it. What are you looking to do to get yourself more involved when you're not touching the ball? I mean, that's really up to the play calls. It's really up to the coaches who they want to put the put the ball in whose hand. Um, we kept going uh, to Yoke and Maul. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's they're, – they're two amazing players, so you can never get mad at that. But I just think uh, to beat that team, we got to get more players involved. We got to move the ball a little bit better. Um, we can't be predictable against that team. Now, the immediate reaction, shoot from around the NBA social media world was – the nerve of this rookie questioning how we do it, what we do. And, I, and it almost seemed like people interpreted his comments as a direct shot at not only two players he praised in, in Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, his teammates who are both stars and who have played like it. But there's this notion that that was a, a veiled shot or not so veiled shot at Mike, Michael Malone. Did it come through the Schumann in interpretation machine the same way it did for Dame Lillard and many other NBA stars who didn't agree with his sentiments? I mean, I don't want to speculate too much because I don't want to, I don't know their relationship well enough to understand the nuances of what uh, Michael Porter Jr. said. As a media member, I, there's two sides to this. One, you you think, well, he shouldn't be saying that. And then two, you think, well, I guess I'd rather him be saying that than him not saying anything. Like, at least that gives us some content to uh, <laughs> to produce over, but in between games. I mean, in this series, Michael Porter Jr. has taken 44 shots and he has two assists. Murray and Jokic have 49 assists between them. Um, now he may be just talking about who has the ball in their hands, controlling a possession. And obviously he's going to be more of a finisher than a playmaker. And obviously there is an interesting relationship between him and Malone because Malone for much of this season just didn't trust Michael Porter Jr. And we, and we've seen why, I mean, there he's, he can be a disaster defensively. Um, but like, I don't want to go into it too much further than that because I don't know, um, you know, his relationship with his teammates, his relationship with the coach, like whether we should really be concerned about what he said or whether it was just sort of off the cuff. I was more struck by the reaction of other players around the league, like how quickly they, and I don't know if this has something to do with some other comments Michael Porter has made this summer, um, his stance on, on the social justice issues that, that the players have been talking about here in the bubble. I'm not sure if that was, connect you know that was connected to the reaction from around the league everybody's looking at this and looking at Michael Porter from a perspective well he's a rookie 
is making up for lost time, obviously, and the injury that set him back. And it's, they're not approaching it from the idea that Michael Porter Jr. was the number one high school player in the country. So he's been used to being able to say whatever the hell he wants because that's what, what's afforded to you as a star. Whether you're in high school, college, whatever, you know, you get a little more leeway with your comments. What he said to me sounded like what you would expect from a, a, a number one or two guy on a team would say, not a, a ta- super talented rookie who's just really getting his feet wet in the NBA. And I think that was maybe in in my line of thinking, that was kind of the reaction from around the league is that players took it as why would this young kid who's who hadn't proven anything yet feel emboldened enough to talk like that? Whereas I think Michael Porter Jr. is looking at it as I'm a I'm as talented as any dude on my team, which is why would he not think that given his status? So I, I would imagine his response to the question was along those lines. And I didn't think what he said was that inflammatory. It, it didn't, I mean, it, it didn't sound like he was taking a shot to me. He was pretty much saying what's obvious. Like, yeah, you, if you, if you're trying to win against the Clippers by playing through Jokic and Murray, who are fantastic players, we're really good. That's going to be difficult because the, the focus for the Clippers will obviously be on making sure those two guys don't beat them. When you're looking at a playoff series, you can't just look at numbers and say, Oh, Oh, Kemba Walker only took five shots, you know, or, or scored five points in game six the other day. What's wrong with Kemba Walker? And we always, always have to take it in the context of, well, what's the other team's defensive game plan. And for much of the first half, uh, the other night, the, Raptors were playing a box and one on Kemba Walker, basically denying him the basketball that has a lot to do with it. And I think we all have to sort of take all the, all sort of numbers, shot attempts, um, scoring, all that kind of stuff in the context of what, what's the other trying, other team trying to do, trying to take away, um, from you offensively. Our final clip shoe is from Anthony Davis. I have no logical explanation for the sounds that you're going to listen to coming out of Anthony Davis's post-game session with the media. Check this out. Hey, D, I see you wearing that uh, Kobe Bryant shirt. I'm curious. I know he's had such a huge influence on you throughout your career. Sorry, my dog is going crazy right now. Do you think about him sometimes during games as well? All I heard was rough, rough. All right. That was actually LeBron sitting off to the side, um, giving Anthony Davis grief about <laughs> answering the question. As I mentioned, these Zoom post-game Zoom media sessions, they've been interesting. That one might have been the best one I've heard, though, with Scruffy in the background. And I know you, listen, I've been on the phone with you. I know you have a dog. I've heard your dog running around and going, you know, getting excited at times when we've been on the phone. So tell me how that works when you're trying to calm your, your dog down and trying to do business at the same time. I have two dogs and we're a little bit, we're fortunate that we haven't heard either of them on this podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, when I go on these zoom calls, I try to send a text out to the, to the family say, Hey, I'm going to be on zoom for a while. And, but the dogs don't get that text obviously. <laughs> so, and I'm ready to mute, you know, like if I'm on a, <laughs> Like say when you're, if we're here talking on this podcast and you're talking, I have my hand near the mute button or I have my mouse ready to hit the mute button just in case uh, somebody rings the doorbell and the dogs start going crazy. I imagine it's a common 
uh, issue uh, with all of us who are trying to cover these games from home. Well, the next time I'm on a Zoom um, presser, I'm, I'm planning on playing the dog barking sound on my phone just to see if it uh, adds any ambiance to it. Shoot. I appreciate you, man. Good to see you. Um, we're getting ready to get into some deep waters here in terms of conference finals. A couple of matchups that I think should be fascinating. One in the Western Conference, potentially, that we've been talking about for, I guess, the last year, basically. Um, pointing to a potential Lakers Clippers City Championship. It'll happen 3,000 miles away from L.A., but um, the action here in the NBA bubble in Orlando intensifying as we head into the conference final stage and really the home stretch of this NBA restart experience in Orlando. John Schumer from NBA.com. Appreciate you taking your time, brother. Uh, I will talk to you next time, and, and we appreciate everybody joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. 